Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the video cast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. And on today's episode, I have a very special guest who's a fellow Canadian, a fellow Canuck. I'm from Vancouver, BC, Canada. She's from uh, Calgary, Alberta. You know, we're both from the West Coast, the right near the Rockies of uh, beautiful Canada. Currently, I'm not in British Columbia, but I'm in another Columbia. I'm in Columbia, South America. Uh, and uh, apologies if the internet is a little bit off, but uh, uh, life is a deal a nomad means you're never going to have perfect Wi-Fi. Uh, so our guest today is Sue, uh, who runs an amazing blog and website called Travel Tales of Life. And, uh, you know, uh, definitely when we're traveling, you get amazing stories and amazing tales, which we're going to be finding out about on this episode. Uh, so, Suze, to start off with, why don't we get to know you a little bit better if you want to share a little bit more about yourself for the sake of the people listening and watching. Well, thanks for having me, Ricky. And, uh, yes, nice to be uh, from Canada. Nice to be with another Canadian. So, my uh, my husband and I have been married for 34 years, and we've been together for 38, which basically makes us uh, pretty old. And... Uh, so our, uh, we have, my husband's still working full-time, so we're part-time travelers, and we came to, uh, we've always loved travel, but we had our kids really early in life, and back then we didn't really see it as possible to travel. So once the kids were gone and moved out, we really um, hit the pavement running, and we're all about uh, looking to inspire others that just because you turn 50 or 60 or 70, you don't need to stop traveling and you don't need to stop exploring even in your own neighborhood. So we're all about inspiring, getting out there and trying new things that you don't have to say, I'm too old for that. In fact, this might be the perfect, the perfect spot to start. So we're often called uh, crazy and mad as cut snakes and everything under the sun. Uh, but we're really about opening people's eyes to the possibilities. Sounds amazing. Uh, so I'd love to hear more about us. continents, destinations, experience, memories. What really stands out to you? Okay, well, it is, you know, as, uh, as we travel more, all I can say is it just makes us want to do more. But we're recently back from uh, four weeks in Africa, and that had been a lifelong dream. And, um, you know, of course, the safari experience was incredible, but perhaps it's things we didn't expect. We uh, went swimming at the top of Victoria Falls in a place called Angel's Pool, um, more, more predominantly known as Devil's Pool, where people will swim right at the top of the pool. But we went in high water season, um, and uh, so we did Angel's Pool, which is um, really one of the scariest things we've we've ever done, I must say. Uh, and at that time, I thought maybe those people who were calling us mad as cut snakes were really going to be proven correct. But, uh, you know, it's um, we did that. We ziplined across the Zambezi River. Um, we cycled across the base of South Africa. So we saw a lot, but most of all, we met the wonderful people of Africa. And no matter where we travel, those are often where the best stories 
come from. So we spent some time with a little organization called Netverpret that helps children in um, Berrydale, South Africa, and through dance and singing and um, cycling and arts and crafts, they've gotten kids back into school and uh, are busy going on to post-secondary education. So it's stories like that. Uh, that one just went up on our blog this morning, and uh, it's those things that sometimes even though the the crazy things get a lot of attention it's those people's stories that are are fabulous so uh, that's that's what we've recently been up to amazing uh, you know Africa's uh, probably one of my favorite continents even though I haven't explored it much uh, but just uh, visiting uh, you know I went to Egypt I went to South Africa early this year spent about two months uh, you know traveling across that country and absolutely loved it and it really uh, wet my appetite for more in-depth Africa exploration. Uh, any particular countries that stand out um, within Africa for you? Uh, well, we went, our trip was prime Africa, but we love Zimbabwe and that's where we, uh, we stayed at Victoria Falls. So we'd love to go back to explore more. That was our first trip to Africa. Um, and yes, I think, I think there are so many potential areas. Um, the year before that, we were in, uh, in Peru and did a cycling trip uh, at high altitude in Peru. And again, uh, just extraordinary, you know, the friendliness of the people uh, strikes me. It also humbles me when we come back to our Canadian way of life and how much we have, how, you know, just the gratitude to come home to an amazing home, uh, not that we're in any mansion by any means, but just the things we take for granted here, uh, clean water, uh, food, uh, you know, it, it, hot water, uh, it's extraordinary. So uh, I think whenever, I think travel really makes you look at your own life and um, for us anyway, has really made us so grateful for everything we have when we, as we go around the world. Definitely. Yeah, I can uh, definitely relate to that. I mean, uh, here we are in Colombia having to drink uh, bottled water pretty much every day, uh, can yes. drink at the tap. And, uh, you know, it obviously adds up to the bill in terms of drinking bottled water all the time. But also you, you get um, really conscious of the fact that back in Vancouver, I could turn it on tap and drink water pretty much any time anytime any season and i'm good yes. i'm not gonna die of a crazy disease so just small things like that make you super grateful for what we have back in uh, canada and that's one of the reasons we travel is just to um, be more grateful mm -hmm. no i i absolutely agree and uh you know when we think of uh, we were recently in Mexico just on a family vacation and, um, you know, the amount of plastic, we took uh, all the family out on the beach and we were collecting garbage and just the amount of plastic in our ocean. And one can't help but think as we're, you know, drinking all the plastic bottled water because we have to, right, to, to stay healthy in so many countries, uh, you know, the impact that has. And uh, the more we travel, the more we learn and, you know, it's like, it, it, it sometimes can be overwhelming try, trying to think where can we where can we do the most good um, in getting messages messages out there for sure so as I sit here in my kitchen in Calgary you know life looks pretty good turn on the tap have my breakfast don't even think about what what might make me sick um, yeah pretty pretty fortunate that's for sure 
So uh, I mentioned earlier you have a website called Travel Tales of Life. Uh, tell us a little bit about the origin story there. When did you start the website uh, slash blog? Uh, what are the major themes and topics that you're writing about on your site? Sure. So uh, I'll say, uh, as crazy as it sounds, it started by accident. Uh, about seven years ago, we were doing a, uh, our first big cycling trip. We went to Italy and my mom said, uh, well, when you get there, send me an email and tell me, you know, tell me how it is. And a few other friends said that. And so I, all we had was my husband's Blackberry at the time. And that morning I typed out a little story to her and uh, people started saying, oh, can I share it? Can that person, can I add this person to the group email? And so we came home from that trip with about 30 people and I had written 10 stories. And that's how it went for a few years. People would say, if we were going on a trip, can I be added to the group email? Because they had heard about it. And uh, on about year three, I went kicking and screaming into the blogging world. People were like, you need to start a blog. And you need to add some pictures so we can see. And I'm like, uh, no, I don't. I don't want the technology. I don't want to learn the social media. I'm too old. All of those things. And uh, But I did. Uh, they coerced me. And I started a blog and backloaded those stories. And away it went. And uh, little did I know that, um, you know, there are people out there interested in, in what to do when you're over 50 and traveling. So uh, we do, um, yeah, as I say, adventure travel is our thing, but we're pretty, we're pretty open. We do, um, definitely there's some social good articles on there as well. How can we help in this world? Uh, but a lot of it is, um, you know, what can you go out and do? And whether that be locally here in Calgary, we do quite a bit in British Columbia, um, some in Saskatchewan, but worldwide as well. What, uh, what adventure can we find out there? Or what new thing can we can we try? So if people, um, you know, especially in the second half of the game of life are, are looking for something to do, uh, I'm not saying that everything we do is a good fit for everybody. Some of it's, you know, beyond people's comfort zones. Uh, but I think there's some ideas there that uh, could, could start the ball, the ball rolling. Definitely lots of cycling. That's something we really love to do. We used to be rock climbers, um, not so much anymore. So, but we've done a lot of cycling trips around the world and, and just have booked one uh, for Asia in 2018. So um, yeah, it's, it's a great way to see the world and see the people um, instead of being on a bus. Not that there's anything wrong with being on bus tours because uh, mm -hmm. Mobility-wise, sometimes that's just the best way, and I'm sure we'll be doing lots of those too. Yeah, so you mentioned uh, you do so, a lot of uh, bike, bike travel. I'm sure there are challenges that come across the road, uh, literally, in terms of the altitudes, in terms of the you know the the, the mountainous uh, passages, in terms of uh, the bike itself breaking down, uh, communication with locals, directions, GPS. Uh, tell us a little bit about. Uh, um, you know, uh, you talked about the benefits of uh, tra bike travel. Tell us about some of your personal challenges that you faced while bike touring. Right. So I will say that that we have done all supported. Uh, so I don't feel I'm a strong enough cyclist to be independent, like just going on our own, carrying our own gear, that kind of thing. So the great thing about cycling tourism is that there's something for everyone. So you can have a fully supported trip with your luggage carried from uh, place to place, the hotels organized, 
all of that, or you can do it completely independently. So we're more the supported, um, you just have to do the cycling. So, but for me, I'm not, you know, I'm not a great athlete. I've never been really strong at anything. So it's a lot of, you know, get your head around um, the training beforehand. And yes, the hills can be arduous. So I'm the person who looks at the bike and turns red and starts sweating just at the sight of it. Um, but you know, it's it's about challenging yourself. And uh, I think as we age, especially uh, being fit and healthy, I'm a nurse by trade, by my past career, and it's really important. So if you're traveling and you can be moving, then a little bit of you know sweat and red faceness, um, that's okay. And uh, you know you meet the most extraordinary people along the way. So yes, you'll have flat tires and. Yes, you'll have to stop and gasp for breath maybe. Uh, but again, you don't need to be cycling the Picos Europa in Spain. Uh, you can go to uh, Holland and cycle on flat, you know, flat roads. So there's lots of choice for people out there. There are beginner trips and more difficult trips. So, you know, you just want to be sure that you're checking what you're getting into before you get going. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I'm sure you have some amazing uh, stories and tales from the road, hence the name uh, Travel Tales of Life. Uh, so what are some of the most memorable stories, encounters that uh, you, you faced on your travels? Tell us more. Tell us some tales. Sure. So, um, you know, we have lots, lots of stories, obviously, but I'm going to tell you one that uh, – is one of my best stories and it just happened in Saskatchewan, Canada. My mom lives there and I drive eight hours in the bald prairie to see her. And so I'm a very experienced traveler now. And so I get in my vehicle and off I go. And I end up with a flat tire in the middle of Saskatchewan. And, you know, I'm very independent. So I think, oh, well, I can, you know, surely it's not that hard to change a tire, right? Um, but, uh, anyway, it turns out I end up like a yard sale in the middle of Saskatchewan with, you know, luggage everywhere. And, uh, I don't know if you've, uh, changed a tire recently, but you practically need a degree in uh, mechanics to, uh, and the warnings in the manual say, you know, you're going to kill yourself if you change a tire. So basically an eight hour trip turned into a 14 hour trip and, uh, um, you know, stories can happen wherever they might be. Um, that, you know, in it, another one would be, I, your daughter is so cute. Look at that hair bobble. Oh my gosh, she's adorable. You are a sweetheart. Hi. <laughs> I love that. You have props. Um, so, uh, another one was, you know, sometimes you have to, we went, uh, we were cycling in Turkey and on a day off decided to go parasailing off the cliffs of, uh, uh, Kosh, Turkey. And, um, you know, in, in North America, we're very used to waivers and instructions and basically, uh, our guide, our cycling guide had said, this would be a great thing to do. So we got in a rickety van with two guys we had never seen before and drove up a, a goat path basically to the top of the cliff. We never signed a waiver. We got strapped in with these guys and uh, parasailed off, off um, paraglided, sorry, off the, off the cliff. 
um, you know, it all looks really, it all looks really calm up there when you watch people paragliding. But the fact is, it's a bit like uh, going on a carnival ride because the uh, updrafts will shoot you up. And I'm pretty light, so my pilot was very excited to be uh, zipping up. Uh, I also suffer from motion sickness. So did you know that paragliders have uh, motion sickness bags in their back pocket, even in the back roads of Turkey? So uh, he said to me, uh, okay, I'll unzip your overalls. They give you these overalls to wear, to give you a little more air. And then he said, I'll take off your helmet so that you, uh, you know, you get more air. And I'm thinking to myself, listen, I'd rather throw up than actually, you know, die of a head injury here. But as I held my shopping bag uh, on our way down, I made it down without causing any uh, catastrophes on the ground. And, um, you know, it was, it, it was quite the experience. It, it just gives you, it makes you think no matter how much you travel, um, there are things you realize uh, that maybe you should ask uh, ahead of time that um, that probably wasn't, uh, wasn't the greatest thing we've ever done, but uh, it was spectacular. But uh, so I guess stories can happen anywhere. You know, I run on our path and the little geese, um, you know, the geese chase me um, and you know, we're in Australia, in Tasmania, um, you know, and there are enough wallabies jumping across the road. You think you're, you know, you think you're in some prehistoric place in the middle of the night. It's extraordinary. So I think for people, we would say there are stories, there are things to explore. There's fun to have, no matter if it's just outside your door or if it's around the other side of the world. And that's, it's just looking for it right? And not, not being complacent, just sitting on your couch in front of the TV thinking, oh, I could never do that. Because sometimes if you just walk outside your door, there, there is a story mm -hmm. right there. So that's, mm -hmm. that's kind of our thing. It, you don't have to, even if you don't have the money to, to get on a plane and, and go to some exotic place, um, just walk around in your neighborhood and, and open your eyes and, and you'll be amazed what's there. Yeah, you know, one of my favorite quotes about travel is that uh, travel will leave you speechless and then it will turn you into a storyteller. Uh, I love that quote. Yeah, that's, that's so fantastic, right? It's like you just feel inspired to share it. And uh, we certainly have a lot of followers who say uh, when they comment on the blog, they'll say, I'm so glad you had room in your backpack for me. And that's what we've kind of, we have a very loyal, engaged audience. And um, you know, I would say our style is, it is storytelling for sure. I write as I speak. And so, um, we want people to feel that they can just be literally in our backpack as we're on the road and that they'll have the sense of, of what's going on. So we also do video and, um, try to try to have people feel that. And that's when we're having the most fun too, when that, uh, if we're, you know, doing the videos on Facebook or uh, on Instagram, uh, that that people feel they're traveling with us. There's there are lots of people who can't physically do the things we do. We just did uh, a post on the blog and a video of hiking Table Mountain in South Africa, and lots of people said, "Oh, I could never do it, but I'm so glad you took me along that uh, they could experience it, even if they had no desire to." Do do it or felt physically they would never be able to do it. So um, that's, that's fun for us 
to be able to uh, to do that. Yeah. So you've, uh, you know, obviously built up a great following on your travel blog. Uh, you know, like you said, uh, not only the following, but the engagement, uh, people commenting and uh, people are really following you in, the, in your backpack while you travel. Um, so what, would you, what advice would you give to someone who's maybe thinking of starting a travel blog? And uh, it can be a little bit overwhelming because there's literally millions of blogs around the world and a lot of resources. But... Uh, People just don't know how to start, and they struggle with things that you mentioned, uh, building up the following and also especially building up the engagement. Uh, tell us about how you did it well. Yeah, it, it is, and I, I would say even since I've started, you know, there are, there are so many sites you can go to out there. So I would say, what is special about, about you? Like, what is your story? What can you give to people that no one else can give or less people can give? If you just are a travel blog, um, you know, there are a million out there. Um, so what what is special about you? So what is your niche? That would be my first thing. And you have to be yourself. I think people are looking to connect with other people. If someone just wants information, they can go anywhere. But you want to be somebody trustworthy. And so in your writing, you need to be saying it as it is. And not everything is perfect in travel. Not every place you stay, not every place you go to, uh, you have to be genuine. So that would be, you know, be a real person, not just somebody who's typing out words and uh, putting in keywords just to get the, the views. I mean, that's an important part too. You need people to find you, but you have to be, you have to be you. Um, and that can make, you know, that's a pretty vulnerable feeling because not everybody's going to like you. Uh, much to my shock and horror, uh, not everybody adores me out there. So, you know, sometimes you'll get people who uh, don't like what you say uh, and, and will not be afraid to comment, especially if you welcome comments, which we do. I usually let comments, it would be rare that I would delete a comment uh, unless it's abusive. Uh, which we don't have very often, but uh, I let it stand. I, I welcome people's opinions. So uh, I'm adamant. One of my, uh, as far as engaging people, is I respond to every single comment in a very timely manner, as if I'm as if I'm conversing face-to-face uh, -face with them. So uh, I think if you expect people to comment, then you need to comment back. And so that's one of my rules, is that uh, you'll always... Uh, you'll always uh, comment back to them. I will say that I I follow some other blogs as well. So I'm uh, I do uh, if a blogger comments on my blog, I tend to go to their blog and find something uh, of interest there and try to return that comment back to them. But uh, most of all, you have to be genuine. You can't be somebody else, and you have to be willing to be out there. Um, as you are, Ricky, right? You're all over, you know, your face is out there. You're, you're not worried if the internet's not working every, every minute, if it's perfect or not perfect, if your kids are coming in or not, right? It's your, you're real. And that's, uh, I, I'm sure you found that too. That's what people want. They don't, <laughs> aww, that's adorable. 
Right. So that this is your real world and that people can get a feel for that. So uh, if I write a post that feels a little more, uh, I would say glitzy is the word I would use, uh, I'll get called out on it. Followers will say, I don't like it. You know, you're not being yourself. So yeah, so hopefully that helps. It's not easy, right? It's not easy to get to necessarily uh, grow a following. Yeah, de definitely not easy. It takes a lot of time, work, energy, uh, you know, authenticity, like you mentioned, uh, and, uh, you know, engaging back because a lot of people might comment at you, but, uh, you know, you can't just leave it. You got to engage them back, uh, you know, uh, yeah. see what they're saying, answer the questions, etc. So great tips there. Uh, Sue, uh, you know, you've developed a successful blog, traveled to uh, pretty much every continent with the exception of Antarctica. Uh, tell us about... Um, what is your vision going forward? Uh, what are some of your travel dreams, your bucket list items still to go? Yes. So, um, you know, being a, I'll just sort of step back and say being a nurse, um, it's really, and working uh, with cancer patients a lot of uh, my career, I, I will say that it's really, I strongly believe in not living with any regrets. So um, we will never be able to travel everywhere. We're not young enough anymore. Like even if we live to be 100 and healthy, I don't think we could get to all the places we'd love to get to. I would like to get to every continent and uh, that means Antarctica. And so that's my ultimate dream. If we can uh, manage to get ourselves there, we hope in the next year or two, then uh, you know we would be so thrilled. I have this thing about penguins. I'm just gaga over penguins. So we've seen them, we saw them in Africa and we've seen them in the Galapagos. Uh, we've seen them in Australia. Uh, so we would would love to add that to the list. Now, my husband says, uh, aren't you the one who doesn't really like cold and uh, has motion sickness? Will this not be a bit of a problem? But I'm all about if you want something bad enough, those discomforts can be managed. So I'm not one to say, you know, if someone says, oh, that's such a long flight. I'm like, you know, I there are so many people in this world who will never be able to take a long flight that uh, how dare I ever complain about a long flight. So when people do, I have no tolerance for it whatsoever. I'm like such a gift to be able to get on a plane when most of the world's population uh, cannot, cannot do it. So Antarctica is the big goal. Um, and after that, uh, we'll, we would come back to the other continents and really start uh, taking a look. We've spent, you know, would love to, um, would love to get to Norway, Sweden, Finland. Uh, we've never touched them in any of our European trips. Uh, more to South Africa, uh, South America, and uh, Chile, Argentina. Go drink some nice wine, uh, that kind of thing. Um, and then uh, we would see once my husband fully retires, we'll do more road tripping through Canada and the United States. We've kind of, um, we've certainly done some of that, but not just due to time constraints. Uh, you can only do so much on a long weekend. So, <laughs> so those, those would be some of our, our destinations for the future. Um, but as the way awesome, it goes, man, you know it. sorry, you go ahead. 
Oh yeah, no, I was saying, uh, you know, that's one of my big dreams too, Antarctica. I've done all the continents, 68 countries on six continents, and Antarctica is the one left to go. So unfortunately, it is expensive, so i got to figure out how I can leverage my travel blogging skills to get a sponsored trip or uh, see what I can do yeah. with my negotiation skills to get a discount. Yes. Or, sure, I heard you can show up there and get standby, uh, you know, a much cheaper, almost half of 50% off uh, cruises wow. if you just show up at Ishwaya. So wish wow. you the best in your uh, dream to conquer Antarctica and the rest of the world. Uh, if people wanted to connect with you uh, on your website, on your social media, um, tell us about how they can do that too. Sure. So we're, uh, I'm pretty much addicted now to social media, but uh, so you can contact us by email at traveltalesoflife at gmail.com. Uh, we're on Facebook at Travel Tales of Life. Uh, we're on Instagram, same thing. Uh, we're on Twitter at Travel Tales Life. So those are the best. Uh, we're also at Pinterest. So um, those are the best ways to to reach us. And I think we may have lost connection. Uh, no, keep going. Uh, um, keep going. Finish what you're saying. Okay. All right. So, uh, really, I'll respond to uh, to any any of those. Uh, we're pretty prompt. So, uh, if you just even Google "travel tales of life," will come up, and um, uh, we have a contact uh, spot on our blog. You can you can do that as well. So, uh, but yeah, we'd love to love to hear from people. Um, again, we love the conversation. That's one of the best parts of blogging for us is we've met people from all over the world now through, through the blog. And, uh, that has been a, a true gift, uh, to be able to, to meet so many people that, that we know we never would have connected with. So to all those people who sent me pushing and screaming into a blog, I'm, I'm forever grateful. And, uh, it, it just shows you should never say, no, right? That should not be your first response, even if you're fearful, as I was of technology. Um, you know, if someone had told me five years ago, I'd be sitting doing this podcast with you, uh, I would have said they were absolutely mad. Uh, but anything, anything is possible if you just open up to the possibility instead of the fear. So that's the message we'd like to leave people with is life's pretty short, get out there, you know, get out, get outside, see what's happening. Uh, whatever it is you want to do, go do it because you don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, you definitely don't know what uh, even today will bring or tomorrow or next week or next month or next year. So good yeah. on you for what you've done, uh, building up your blog, traveling around the world uh, and living life to the full. Uh, so few of us do that. So uh, congratulations. Thanks for being on the show today, Sue. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Take care. You as well. Uh, so once again, uh, uh, Sue's website is TravelTalesOfLife.com, and uh, she's across all of the social media as well. We'll have a link below so you can just click on it. You don't have to Google it or search for it uh, on the World Wide Web. Uh, all you need to do is click below if you're watching this on YouTube or if you're on uh, iTunes, you can actually uh, click on it on the show notes. Uh, thanks, everyone, for tuning into this episode of uh, you know, uh, Digital Nomad Mastery where we teach you how to travel the world. And uh, we had a great example of that today, not only how to travel the world, but how to tell great tales while doing so.